This is Sirius FM. Next, inshallah, we will have our the advices from our beloved Ustad, the Amir, as well as the director of Madrasa Tirtirul Quran, who is the head of Tirat in and Tajweed in Darul Ulum Zakaria, just to give you a little bit of insight with regards to Qarisab. Qarisab's teacher was Qari Anis Ahmad Khan, and we know the very, uh, he was very famous. Allah's, uh, Qarisab also had traveled very extensively for the khidmat of Quran, for the service of Quran to many different countries. And we know that Qari Ayub Saab has hundreds of students from all across the world, not only in South Africa. So we should take this time to take benefit from the advices of Hazrat Qari Ayub Saab. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillahi wa kafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladheen astafa amma ba'd Faqad qala Allahu tabaaraka wa ta'ala inna nahnu nuhyi al-mawta wa naktubu ma qaddamu wa atharahum wa kulli shay'in ahsaynahu fi imamin mubin Just very briefly I'd like to address you on a very pertinent issue relating to the legacy that one will leave behind when he departs this world. Annually, we have this jalsa, and I've spoken on numerous occasions in relation to tajweed and, of course, the qiraat, the various modes of recitation. Moving away from that topic, because a fact has come to light, and in view of that, I have decided to speak on a totally different topic, and that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us solely and only for His ibadah. All the other, our other activities, these are all sideshows. The real and the ultimate purpose of our creation is the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this Allah says in the Quran, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ That we have not created man and jinn kind except that they worship me. And then again, in the Quran, Allah commands us by way of reminder that this is what you were created for. Allah says, Ya ayyuhan nasu abudu rabbakum. O people, worship your sustainer, your nourisher, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now the time to accomplish this worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and reap the great rewards that have been promised in each one of these actions. Really speaking, they should not, there is no need actually for reward for the actions because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's bounties are so innumerable, so great that 
just by the mere fact that he has provided us with all these bounties, our worship of him will not even come close to repaying all those bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala added to that, added to all the bounties, he has apportioned rewards for every deed. You perform salah, this is the reward. The fard gets so much of reward, your nafil gets so much of reward. You read one subhanallah, there's so much of reward. Alhamdulillah, every deed that one does, provided of course it is done in the manner in which Allah would be pleased, in the manner in which pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it is done solely for His pleasure, then there is great reward in all of those actions. The time to carry out this ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fulfill this command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our lifespan. From the time that we have opened our eyes in the, on this earth to the time our eyes will close. Whereafter, we will pass from Darul Amal to Darul Jaza Wal Hisab. Darul Amal, place of action. This is this dunya. We will pass into Darul Jaza, where we are going to be repaid. We're going to be rewarded. And at the same time, we are going to be taken to task as well. Our reckoning will take place. What have you done and what have you not? All of those things will have to be answered for before we pass. And our book of deeds will be wrapped up and closed. No more good deeds could be added to that. But Allah in His infinite mercy, in His infinite mercy, has opened a different avenue, another avenue for one who has left this world to continue reaping the reward of his good actions. Once your eyes close, you are unable to do any of those good deeds that you were doing prior to that because you are no more. You can't perform salah, you can't make dhikr, you can't make tilawat, you can't give charity. None of these things. Yet, there are avenues that even after we have left this world and passed on, rewards for certain deeds can continue to be accrued to our accounts in the hereafter. This is where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has informed us regarding those avenues in which we can continue reaping a reward even though we may have expired, we may have left this world and gone into the next. The hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, إِذَا مَاتَ بْنُ Adam, That one, when the son of Adam dies, he leaves this world. إِنْ قَطَعَ عَمَلُهُ All his deeds and actions come to a total sta stop, standstill. There is nothing now that he can do anymore. Illa min salath, excluding three things. Which can continue, the reward of which can continue being credited to your account, even though you are no more. And the first thing that he mentions in this hadith, 
And that is illa min sadaqatin jariyah. One of them is sadaqa jariyah. What is sadaqa jariyah? A ceaseless charity. Charity that continue, the reward of which will continue to the end of time so long as that charity is useful. Now whether it is in the form of giving somebody charity as far as money is concerned, or we build a masjid, or a madrasa, or we dig a well where there is no water and provide water for the, for the people, and such charitable actions, whose, which until such time that people benefit from that charity that you left behind, the reward will continue being credited to your account even though you have left this world. So number one is charity. Charity that is ceaseless, that is unending. And the second thing mentioned in the hadith, that knowledge that is beneficial. People benefit from, the no- from that knowledge. Whether it be somebody you may have taught a word or two, you have taught some amount of Qur'an, you taught somebody to do some certain action of the deen, you taught somebody certain recitals, certain du'as, and whatever it may be as far as deen is concerned, you taught somebody, and until that person is going to act upon that, you will get the reward. And then it can be multiplied, because if that person in, in turn teaches it to somebody else, and that person, the third person, does the same action, he will get the reward, and the reward will accrue into your account as well. So the more the number of people are going to be taught the same thing, the more the reward, and it will multiply over a period of time. Or you wrote, somebody wrote a book in, in the deen, beneficial, and people, until they will read that book, the reward will come to the person who wrote the book. In any form, knowledge that is passed on to others, the reward will continue until that knowledge is there and it is being utilized and people are benefiting from it. And the last thing is, وَوَلَدٍ صَالِحٍ يَدْعُوا And that is, a virtuous descendant, an offspring, who makes dua for, the, for his parent. After he has left this world, your child, whether it be a son or a daughter, continues making dua for you, istighfar, and seeking forgiveness for you. That will be transformed into a, an, a good deed and it will be credited to your account in the hereafter. Inshallah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the important thing what I'm trying to bring here across is that the time to accomplish that is in this lifespan that Allah has given us. Some leave this world early, some leave this world later, and some much later. But at some point, everyone has to leave this dunya. That is the period of time that Allah has given us to accomplish this in His infinite mercy. And we need to rise to this challenge that we have been created solely for uh, the ibadah and the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and by way of worship we will uh, by way of worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reap the reward and will secure our freedom from the punishment of the hereafter Allah grant us tawfiq
I chose this here, this topic particularly, and, and the reason is that I was informed that Madrasa Tartir al-Quran Benoni, alhamdulillah, is running for the last six odd years uh, in rented premises. And one banda of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, an anonymous brother, Allah put it in his heart and he has donated an entire property, a very valuable, valuable property to the madrasa so the madrasa can move to that, that place. Of course, it is not ready right, right now to move there. It will require certain buildings and so on and so forth. But Allah will create somebody else to fulfill that need as well. Inshallah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This form of sadaqah that this brother has actually done. In that, no, we do not know who he is. He may be seated here, he may not even be here. I'd like to say that this is in keeping with the teaching of Islam and the, the teaching of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this very famous hadith, Sab'atun yudhilluhumullahu fi dhillih yawma la dhilla illa dhilluh. There are seven people who will be given shade on that day when there is no shade. In the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And from amongst those seven, there's one individual. وَرَجُلٌ تَصَدَّقَ بِصَدَقَةٍ فَأَخْفَاهَا An individual who gave charity, and in, that, in giving that charity, he did not disclose himself. He did not come to the fore and say that, you know, I am giving this to he concealed it, he hid it from people's gazes and he gave that charity. So much so that even his left hand did not know what his right hand had given. To that extent. It is metaphoric how it's been explained in this hadith that you give charity in such a manner that something that is so close to you, your left hand, you're going to give your charity, even your left hand shouldn't know about it. That means your close ones shouldn't even know about it to that extent. So this is the type and form of charity that is most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is free of ostentation and showing off. Allah gives the tawfiq to only certain people that they are able to give charity in that manner. So I commend this brother, whoever it is, that he has risen up to this challenge and the need of this madrasa in providing this premises a large uh, piece of uh, ground with some buildings on it and inshallah in the very near future when the facilities are made uh, you know, feasible for a madrasa to run there then inshallah this madrasa will move there. I, I make dua that may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant this individual uh, barakah in his in wealth in his life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward him as he sees fit in this dunya also and in the akhirah. Those students who are going to be completing the Quran Kareem, whether it is in the hifz or the various qiraat, in the riwayat hafs and so on, my advice to you simply and very short and very brief, I would like to be, and that is, this has been done only and solely to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It should never be that we do uh, the recitation of Quran or we uh, recite in gatherings or elsewhere and it is there for name and fame 
or it is for material gain. There should be no name, fame involved in it, no material gain involved in it. And that is what our pious predecessors left as a legacy for us, that when they recited the Qur'an, when they taught the Qur'an to others, and when they imparted the knowledge of the Qur'an, they did not look at the pocket of the one who they were teaching. They did not look to see what they can get as far as worldly gain and material gain is concerned. Regarding the imams of Qiraat, the seven imams, Imam al-Shatubi rahimahullah, in his most famous qasida, al-Shatubi al-Lamiyah, he says, regarding these seven imams of the Qiraat, تَخَيَّرَهُمْ نُقَّادُهُمْ كُلَّ بَارِعٍ وَلَيْسَ عَلَىٰ قُرْآنِهِ مُتَأَكِّلًا That they were chosen from among scores of narrators of Qur'an. These imams were chosen by those who looked deeply into the lives of these individuals. And they could not fault them anywhere. They were such upright individuals that cannot be, could not be faulted in any aspect of their life. And one of the most salient features of this of this Qur'an, the most salient and outstanding feature was, وَلَيْسَ عَلَىٰ قُرْآنِهِ مُتَأَكِّلًا None of them had used the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to acquire the wealth of this world. So this is something that you and I, those who have been fortunate enough, Allah has given you the tawfiq to learn the Qur'an, to memorize it, firstly, then go on to, to, to learn the to recite recitation of Qur'an with Tajweed correctly and, and, and acquire it in a manner that is bisanad, that is with a chain of transmission. And then of course going on further from there and learning the various qira'at, all of that. If you have done it to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then there is great reward in it. And even if you haven't done so, change your intention now, make the correct intention and make this intention that I'm going to serve the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without looking at any monetary, monetary gain, without looking at any uh, you know, name or fame. None of that should be in the, in the forefront of our minds. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept these young lads who are going to be completing their Quran and Kareem. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept their ustads and the effort of their ustads and of the madrasa and all those who have contributed in whatever way whether it was uh, in, in cash or kind, or whether it was by way of dua, or, or, or lending a, a, a hand of support wherever it was needed, in whichever form you have assisted this institution, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you uh, as he sees fit in this dunya and akhirah. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. We say jazakallahu khairan to... For those very pertinent and profound advices. Broadcasting live from the East Rand, this is Sirius FM. 24 hours a day sharing the peace and light of Islam. www.suriusfm.net